Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice. Give God your hallelujah here this afternoon. Hallelujah. My highest praise belongs to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah unto the Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. Hallelujah to our Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah to the one that saved us. Hallelujah to the one that still heals us. Hallelujah to the one that loves us even when we did not love ourselves. Come on, somebody, give God that hallelujah. Nobody else deserves it. Nobody else deserves my highest praise. It's to the Lord and the Lord alone. Come on, hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. Come on, it feels good when we worship him. It feels good when we lift him up. You have a right to give him praise here this afternoon. Hallelujah. Come on, you can lift your hands because he set you free of the shackles. You can lift your voice because there's no, there's no attack of the enemy holding your voice down because God sets you free. Oh, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord here on this wonderful day. Amen. Before we dismiss our Sunday school students in our classroom, I want to say thank you. Um, several people, there was many that helped out uh, to make this breakfast for all of our fathers and sons. Uh, I think we ought to give all of them a hand. Uh, Sister... Well, first and foremost, my wife made it possible. Sister Worley, Sister Machado, thank you, and Sister Lavin. And then there were several others that helped set up, and then even the men helped tear down a little bit. I think we ought to give them a hand. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. And everybody said amen. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their class classroom. Everybody say God bless our Sunday school kids. And God bless our Sunday school teachers. There's also one more announcement I forgot as they're heading out. There is also a thank you card in the foyer. This is going to go to uh, Souls Harbor Church in Sparks, and we want to say thank you to them uh, for, for uh, coming and being involved in our kids' revival and also all of the help that they did. So if you want to sign your name there in the foyer, yeah, that's all right. Amen. Oh, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Thankful for that. Amen, in Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to the book of Malachi, chapter 4, and beginning at verse number 5. Now, if you don't know where this is at, this is the last couple of verses in the Old Testament. So right before you get to the book of Matthew, amen, just flip your Bible about halfway open. You'll find it. You'll be blessed. Malachi, chapter 4, and verse number 5. The word of the Lord declares... Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet be before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the ch hearts of the children to their fathers. Notice this. It's the last words of the Old Testament. Very last words that we read. The last prophet before 400 and something years of silence. He could have talked about anything. He says, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. The last word of God is I'm going to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children back to their fathers. And that's what he sent the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of the prophet, the spirit of the preacher to do. It was a restoring of relationship. This is what the cleansing of the way that Jesus had John the Baptist do was setting the stage for, for this prophecy to be fulfilled. And I want to I wanna preach to us for a few moments on something I really feel in the Holy Ghost. I want to preach on this subject, in defense of dad, in defense of dad. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this building. Hallelujah. I want the men to help me pray like the ladies to help me pray here this afternoon. Hallelujah, Lord, we love you. We thank you, Jesus. Would you lift up your voice? 
God, we did not come here today just to hear another sermon, Lord, but I'm praying that, God, that in this moment there would be a shifting in the atmosphere, a shifting in the spirit. Hallelujah, Lord, that you would help me to preach with all my heart, God, with all my soul in defense of all the men, in defense of all of the fathers. Come on, somebody, pray with me in the name of Jesus. We come against every attack of hell. We come against every lie of Satan and his minions. Hallelujah, that is trying to attack, amen, the masculinity of our generation and God we're praying that you would help us amen to fulfill this scripture here today in Jesus name and everybody said amen let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise hallelujah amen God bless you you may be seated and I'm going to preach in defense of dad here today amen today we are celebrating Father's Day uh, as a preacher I'm not always uh, holidays sometimes make me a little nervous uh, because you don't want to be so thematic that people just come to expect something. But I think it's important sometimes to take out these days and use them to our advantage because that's what's on everybody's mind anyways. We might as well talk about it. Uh, today is a celebration for all the men in our lives. We call dad, pops, father, daddy, daddy-o, so on and so forth. Father's Day was actually dreamed up in Spokane, Washington, that's actually where I was born and raised, by a woman with, by the name of Sonora Smart Dodd. As one of six children, she was raised by her widower father. She tried to establish the official equivalent to Mother's Day for male parents. She wanted her father and all other fathers to receive honor and recognition on at least one day out of the year. She went to local churches, she went to the YMCA, she went to shopkeepers, to government officials, to drum up support for her idea. It was out of this deep love and respect for her father that she refused to take no for an answer. After many failed attempts, after being just pushed away because nobody really wants to do that, it won't take off. She finally was successful. Sonora Dodd believed that fathers, including her father and his sacrifice, were important enough to be celebrated, so she did something about it. And because of that, we are celebrating Father's, father's Day today, because the lesson that we are to learn is that fatherhood is important. In fact, fatherhood has always been an important subject to God and throughout the Word of God. The most preeminent father in the word of God is a man by the name of Abraham. His story is unique. He was called out of his father's house into the unknown. And by stepping out into the unfamiliar territory, he was promised by God blessing, riches, influence. But most importantly, he was promised a son. His call to step out into the unknown was encouraged because he was promised the opportunity to be a father. This man had lived 75 years. He already had money. He already had security. He already had a family around him. He already had everything lined out. He already had it all set and in order, but he did not have a child. As he was not stepping out for money, he was not stepping out into the unknown for influence. He was not risking at all so that he could be well known. He risked everything that he had ever known. He left his comfortable life. He left his physical safety. He left his financial security simply for the opportunity to be called somebody's dad. It is a theme throughout the entire Bible, this story of a father and son. All Abraham wanted was a son, and all God ever wanted was a son. Just like Abraham, I want you to understand the gospel story if I were to boil it down. God was willing to put everything on the line. He was willing to risk it all, including, amen, his incarnate flesh. Amen. He was willing to leave his throne in heaven, uh, the streets of gold. Everything uh, was just fine up there so that he could come down in the likeness of you and I. Amen. To be whipped, to be beaten, to be put to an open shame. Uh, amen. To have his beard ripped from his face, uh, to have people laugh at him and mock 
mock him. And everybody would say, oh, what an idiot. Amen. Everybody else, all other religions would say, just choose yourself. Live for yourself. But God did not live for himself. Amen. I want to tell you, God lived, amen, the life that you and I live, tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. He risked it all simply for the chance to be your dad. I know we don't like to simplify it that easy, but I want to tell you, amen, that's why the Bible says, for God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son uh, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish uh, but have everlasting life. Uh, This is why John wrote uh, that as many as received him, uh, to them he gave power to become uh, the sons of God, uh, even those that believe on his name. Uh, This is why Romans 8 says, as the earth itself is groaning and travailing with earthquakes, signs and wonders, so that it might see the manifestation of the sons of God. Everything in creation was waiting for the moment that God would give mankind the opportunity to be his child. God set it up that way so he could have a son. God set it up that way so you could be in church today. God set it up that way. He said, I'll live for them. I'll be beaten for them. I'll suffer for them. And I'll even die for them. And after three days, I'll get back up for them because I love my children. I think we ought to give God praise. Are you thankful here today for a father that loves his sons and daughters? Are you thankful today for our father which is in heaven? Somebody ought to give him praise. Jesus selflessly lived and selflessly died so we could be born again as his children. Because the heart of a true father is that of selflessness. The true father risks everything for one that cannot repay him. All the dads say amen. Changing them diapers, paying those bills. And at 16, they say, why aren't there more cereal in the house? Hey, hallelujah, I've been there. I may not be a dad yet, but I've been a son. And I know what it is, amen, to look and go, man, I wish we had a little more around here after all that was already provided. We find this heartbeat through the Bible. We see Abraham risking it all just to be a father. We see David risking the kingdom and his reputation and everything just to save his son who made a mistake. We see Joseph enduring ridicule uh, for willingly being a stepfather to Jesus. There are men even in this building here today with that same heartbeat. The ones that get up every single day, that go to work, that pay bills, that lead their families in God's ways. They pray, they read the word of God, they seek God's help and God's counsel. They even are willing to take other people that are not even their family underneath their wing to mentor them and to love on them. And often the men will do this without any thanks, without any uh, gratitude. And they don't do it for that. They do it because it's right. They do it because it's in their heart. Because the heart of fatherhood uh, is still alive and well today. I know that there's a lot of stuff going on in the news, but I want to tell you that the that the same heartbeat, uh, amen, that God put in the first man, uh, amen, for his first child uh, is still alive and well in this church here today. It's still alive. I know there's a world that's crazy, a society that's fatherless, uh, but there are people in the house of God today that are here today because somebody took them under their wing, uh, because somebody loved on them. I think we ought to give God praise. Hallelujah. Are you thankful to be in the church of the living God? Are you thankful to have men of God around you? Are you thankful to have men of God that will pour into you? I'm not just talking about preachers. I'm talking about the one that plays the instrument, the one that sits at the back, even the one that holds open the door, the one that fixes the toilets when when they break before church. I'm talking about those kind of men, the kind of men that are dedicated when nobody else is, the kind of men that lift burdens and nobody else will lift. Uh, The kind of men that will do it without thanks, uh, without gratitude, and do it anyways. Uh, I think we ought to give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is because of this heart, this heartbeat that Malachi talks about. It is because of the heartbeat of being a father 
that there is an onslaught on men and on fathers everywhere today. The devil knew that the scripture, he knows the Bible better than most of us. The scripture that prophesied in Genesis 3 and 15, that it would be a man born of a woman that would crush and destroy the devil and the works of the devil. He knew that one day there was going to be a man born. Amen. He didn't know it was going to be Jesus. But he knew there was going to be a man born. Amen. That was going to take care. Amen. And crush his head. And through Jesus Christ, the Bible says that we, we, we through our, uh, our, our, our Holy Ghost that we've got on the inside of us, uh, that we crush Satan under our feet. Amen. And so that same prophecy and promise that was about Jesus uh, is now in doubt on his children. And where Jesus crushed every work of hell, amen, he has empowered the people of God to do the exact same thing. And this is why the adversary fights so hard. From this point on, he's done everything he can to fight men. Now, I'm not here today to say he doesn't fight ladies. I know he does. We'll talk about that at another time. Amen. But he knows that if I can destroy the men, if I can destroy the fathers, I can destroy the family. And if I can destroy the family, I can destroy the church. And if I can destroy the church, I can destroy God's plan of redeeming humanity. This is, you got to follow it all the way down the line. The devil's playing the long game. Uh, this is why uh, there's more men incarcerated. Uh, this is why the suicide rate among men uh, is almost triple that which is it is of women. Uh, amen. Because the devil knows uh, if I can kill the man, uh, I can have the family. Uh, this is why every dictator, uh, amen, from Pharaoh all the way to Herod said, kill the baby boys. Uh, because if those boys ever grow up to become men, they could fight against me. Uh, this is why every dictator in the Bible said, uh, just castrate the men, uh, make them no longer like men, make them eunuchs. Uh, amen. Take away what makes them unique. Uh, take away what makes them special. Uh, I want to tell you, it's no different in our day today. Uh, there is still an attack on fathers. Uh, there is still an attack on men today come to preach in defense of fathers. Our world has no problem emasculating, diminishing, disrespecting, and degrading fathers in the media, in the news, in movies, on television. I remember growing up, even I wasn't raised in church, and I remember watching something as simple as The Simpsons. If you didn't see that, you're still saved and holy. God bless you. Though, I was eating donuts. Amen. Bumbling idiot, a fool. And every show since then, it so changed the world. For people thought that these things are so simple and it's just funny. No, it made the fathers out to be idiots. It made the fathers out to be nothing more than beer drinking, sport watching, uh, amen, lazy, good for nothing, uh, amen, sit back and let the mom do everything, uh, have no input in life. Uh, and you think that that just stopped at a cartoon? Uh, no, my friend, uh, they were projecting that onto a generation. Uh, our world has tried to diminish, uh, to blur the role of a man, uh, to eradicate the role of a man, to eradicate the role of fathers. We're living in a world that needs to hear this here today. Uh, they have a concept in this generation called toxic masculinity. I'm going to talk about it. It's sweeping through our nation's progressive propaganda. Uh, this false notion believes that men are toxic uh, unless they are docile, passive, and dormant. If a man is inactive, uh, if a man is no, not, not a threat, uh, is not aggressive in any way, uh, it's not competitive, that's a good man. Uh, but the moment that a man says, I, I, I've got some competitiveness in my nature, I, I want to do something with my life, I want to make an impact, uh, all of a sudden that's a toxic man. There are many in this generation that have declared war on what they call the patriarchy. Patriarchy is where the father or the eldest male is head of the family. But let, let, let me just say this. It is an assault on men. It's an assault on men. Now let me help somebody that's a little too woke for church here today. You didn't wake up for church, but you're too woke for church. I'm not advocating for abuse, misogyny, or chauvinism. Men, we aren't, we aren't called to beat our wives. We're called to beat people that try to beat our wives. Praise God. Pastor May always said it this, and I'll say this. There's two things you never touch, a man's kids and a man's wife. I'm a very nice guy, but you cross my, you come against my wife, you're going you're gonna, to uh, go through some things. I'm just going to let you know. 
You know, there's some people think that they can, they, can, they can like the pastor but hate the pastor's wife. I want to tell you, that's not of God. Now, I don't feel like there's anybody like that today. The two become one. You don't like her, you don't like me, and vice versa. Amen. You've got to make sure in your mind, uh, I'm not going to mess with that. Uh, I want to help you today. I'm not talking about men that are abusers. Are there some bad men, some bad fathers out there? Are there some abusers out there? Are there some deadbeat dads out there? Certainly. Of course there are. In fact, some of us grew up with people like that. But that does not mean that all men are bad or that being a man is bad. Just because there's one that's bad doesn't mean they're all bad. Amen. I, I want to help some ladies here today that you've been through some hurt and pain and maybe some single lady here today, and you think all men are busted and all men are bad. You hadn't met all men. You hadn't dated all men. I, I want to tell you there's some good ones out there. Go find you one. There's some hardworking ones out there. Go get you one. And if you got one, keep the one you got because you got a good one. Uh, he may not be perfect. Uh, he might have his issues. Uh, amen. But at least they're his issues. Uh, and he's your man. Uh, so take care of him. Uh, hold on to him or another woman will. Let me just talk about it. Our world's scared to talk about it. You got a good man uh, who gets up and goes to work. Love him. Uh, you got a good man that provides for you. Love him. Uh, in spite of his flaws. Uh, in spite of his issues. Uh, men, that don't mean you got to accept your issues. Uh, you got to be a man and work on it. Uh, you got to pray about it. Uh, you got to get better. Uh, you got to grow. Uh, I'm preaching better than some people are responding, but it's all right. I've come to help you here today. Amen. That we're losing men by the droves, and there's not even a war going on in America. We're losing men by the thousands and the thousands and the thousands, and they never even left this earth. Oh, I think we ought to lift up our hands and pray for just a moment. Come on. Let's pray. Come on. Men of ARC, God bless you. Men of ARC, God bless you. God be with you. God strengthen you. God give you courage. God give you strength to stand. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Hallelujah. Amen. This does not mean just because there's a couple bad folks, a couple bad men, that we need to erase the gender altogether. This is the same, what we call a logical fallacy. Go look it up. Call it a logical fallacy. If you follow it all the way down the line, it's illogical. It doesn't make sense. Amen. To, to say, well, I want to get off on this, but to say that guns are the problem, not people are the problem, it's a logical fallacy. You follow it down. It's always been people. Because Cain killed his brother with a rock. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not pro-guns or against guns, but I'm just using that as an example. Amen. To say that all men are bad, we need to eradicate the gender. That's exactly what this generation is trying to do. Our world wants to teach boys that being a man is toxic or bad. Some have even come to embrace it because they lack the proper father figure in their life. Some were even hurt and abused by the man that they should have known, loved, trusted, and respected. Amen. Some were hurt by other men. They would like boys to believe that all aggression is wrong. I want to help you today. Men, God made you and I aggressive. But misuse of aggression will land you in jail. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Amen. And God never called us to use our aggression in the wrong way. Not in traffic and not at home. But, brother, God made you and I for war. And, brother, there is no physical war going on, but there has never ceased to be a spiritual war. And we got men that have gone AWOL. We preach to people about being a soldier of the Lord, but there's men that have left the regiment and left the ranks and left their posts. Watchmen on the wall that are no longer watching. And God sent me to preach in defense of dads. Get back on the wall. Get back to your post. Get back to your position. Use your aggression in the prayer room. Use your aggression in the worship. Use your aggression... Go knock a door. Be aggressive about winning somebody to God. Be aggressive about growing the church. Be aggressive about your family being blessed. Be aggressive in your business. Be aggressive with your finances. Be aggressive about your future. Be aggressive about your children. Be aggressive about your relationships. Be I've come to help you. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. It suffers aggression. And it's the violent, the aggressive, not the passive. Not. 
Not the passive, not those that stand by, but it's the aggressive that take it by force. We need, we need men that can properly identify aggression and put it in its proper place. This is why men have become so passive, because they don't know how to handle aggression properly. I just came to talk here today. There are, the reason that men become passive is because they've been told that aggression's wrong, and also they're too scared of their own strength, so they don't use any of their strength. And that's not the will of God. God doesn't want us to be so scared of our own strength, we don't use any of it. We've got to use our strength, church. Men, we've got to use our strength. Use your strength to get up in the morning a little early and pray for your family. Well, you got breath left in your body, use it for the kingdom of God. While you got breath left in your body, use it for the kingdom of God. Use it for the people of God. Amen. Taught that boys, that aggression's wrong, that testosterone is detrimental. That's why we got a bunch of soy boys out there. Y'all can laugh, it's all right. Get to the gym, lift some weights, don't be weak. Hallelujah. I fear we've got, even in the church, this is, a, this is right. This is one of those things you don't talk about. Gluttony seeping into the church. We've got to be careful that we don't let gluttony seep into the church because I've known it and we've seen it for years. Amen. Good men of God dying too early because they couldn't take care of some things. Amen. we got prophets and evangelists and apostles. Amen. That we still need in this generation that are no longer here because they couldn't get certain things under control. Amen. Testosterone is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But you've got to use it in the right way. I'll jump off that bandwagon and save that for another time. They have told boys that competition should cease. Everybody gets a participation award. There are no winners, and that means there are no losers. The problem is when there are no winners, everybody's a loser. You know what second place is? First loser. Praise God. I believe that it is because of this and this attack and this just downright affront to men across the world that men have begun to omit their responsibilities as a man and as a father. Their role does not seem important any longer, so they go AWOL. Because if the world don't need me, why do I exist? Men are wandering about as vagabonds, as the wild man of Gadara in mountains and tombs and caves, cutting himself and crying because he does not have a purpose and there's no point of living. Amen. And he has lost all hope of a future. This world has turned the hearts of fathers against their children by getting men to forget and abdicate their position of authority and their position of masculinity. And so they abdicate it and that turns their heart from their kids and helping their kids and Subsequently, it turns the hearts of the children uh, from their deadbeat dad, as the world calls it, uh, because dad gave up on me, so all men must be wrong. Uh, but I've come to preach against that, uh, and I've come to preach in defense of dads. Uh, amen. Because regardless of what the world is doing, uh, God gave us a promise, uh, and God gave us a prophecy uh, in the very last verse of the Old Testament. Can I preach to you uh, that the very last verse uh, of the Old Testament, uh, he will turn the hearts uh, of the fathers back to the children. Uh, he will restore relationship, uh, and he'll take the hearts of the children and turn them back to the fathers uh, so that he can stay off any curse, uh, so he can defend uh, from any problems. I think we ought to lift up our hands and pray all across this house. I'm just about done preaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, come on, somebody pray. I need the men to help me pray. Hallelujah. Nothing like a church with men that know how to pray. Nothing like a church with men that know how to worship. Nothing like church with men that know how to lift up their hands and weep before the Lord and dance like David danced and break before God. I want to tell you today. God is still turning the hearts of fathers and the hearts of men. Amen. Let me preach every son and daughter. You may not be a dad, but you fit in this category. So do I. Every son and every daughter, both old and young, I've come to preach in defense of dads. Dad is not your enemy. 
Let me say that again. Dad uh, is not the adversary. Uh, Dad is not the enemy. Uh, Mankind is not the enemy. Uh, Masculinity is not the enemy. Uh, Manliness is not the enemy. Uh, I want to preach to you uh, that dads uh, have always been set uh, to be the first line of defense in the world and in God's kingdom. I want to preach this as passionately as I preach evangelism, as passionately as I preach on prayer, as passionately as I preach on the apostles' doctrine. Men and brethren, you are the first line of defense, not just in your family, not just in the church, but for the world. Lest God strike the world with a curse. What does the prophet say? He say, if father's hearts don't turn, if father's hearts don't turn, you'll never get the children's heart to turn. If father's hearts don't turn, we won't be able to defend against the onslaught of hell around us. That curse would come. Those problems would come. Let me preach to the church. We got to defend dad. We got to defend the men. You know why we got to defend the men? Because the men will defend us. It's interesting to me that everybody hates on the police and on the military in times of peace. They have no problem just telling them how trash they are and how big of a problem is. But when somebody breaks in your home, who are you going to call? Not the Ghostbusters. You're going to call 911 and get the good old boys in blue to show up at your door. If the adversary comes from a foreign nation and steps in this soil, I want to tell you, you're not going to call, amen, your friend from the university. You're going to call up the National Guard. You're going to call up the Army. And the Navy, yes, we got some ladies serving in there, but I want to tell you predominantly what's serving in there. It's the men of our nation, uh, and those men uh, I'll take a bullet for you uh, even though you just lied about them, uh, even though you just hated on them, uh, and dads will do the same, uh, and men in the church will do the same. Preachers will do the same. Why? Because we got to have men that'll be the first line of defense. So we got to defend dad. We got to preach in defense of dad. We got we to gotta stand in defense of dad. Because one day that man will stand for you. One day that man will pray for you. One day that man. I think we ought to give God a shout of praise and stand across this building and give God a shout. Thank God for every man. Thank God for every man. Come on, I think we ought to give God praise here today. We got to defend Dad because Dad defends us. We got to defend the men because the men defend us. Author Michael Hoff once said, Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. Take a look at the news around us today. I want to tell you, it's not all the man's fault. But it is the man's fault. There's people that did not stand in defense of the man. And so the man no longer stood in defense of them. And they just let the world burn around them. And we have men right now in, in positions that they can make a difference, but they're not making a difference uh, because nobody's going to stand by them uh, when they make the difference. Uh, nobody's going to defend them when they start defending. Uh, in fact, they'll say he's toxic. Uh, amen. He's too aggressive. Uh, if any man tries to make a difference, uh, there's others that will stone him. Uh, but I want to tell you, in the kingdom of God, we stand behind the men uh, in the kingdom of God. This is why our world needs strong men and strong fathers more than ever before. Can I preach to the church? We need strong men. I got a few ladies that said amen. They said we need strong men. We need strong husbands. All right. We need strong fathers. We need strong young men. It is good that the young men should bear the yoke in his youth. We need strong leaders that are men as well. We need strong workers, but we also need passionate men. Men of passion. Jesus, the Bible says, died and after his passion. It was his passion to die for you and I. 
That's what a man with passion will do. But you got to be careful. You got to also be a man of compassion. Because passion will get you to strike somebody when you shouldn't. But compassion will have you see them through a different eyes and you have pity on them. We need active men, not passive men. We need men of faith. We need men of honor. We need men that know how to love and they're not afraid of the word. We need, we need men that know how to pray. We need men that know how to worship. We need men that know how to bring their family to their father's house. We need men that will lift the heavy load that other people don't want to lift. We need men that will lead their families so they don't have to let their families wander. We need godly men. We need men with courage that will not back down from the onslaught of hell. We need men that will push back the darkness. We need men. We need fathers. We need godly men. We need God's men. We are at the brink in this world and it's about to go over the edge but we need men to step up. We need men to rise from passivity. We need men to rise up from inactivity. We need men that will answer the call and rise up to that call. We need men. I think we ought to lift up our hands all across this house. Sir, I came to preach in defense of you. Sir, I came to preach in defense of you. Well, Pastor, I'm struggling. Keep being a man. Well, Pastor, I feel like throwing in the towel. Don't. Men don't quit. Keep on going. Keep on pushing through. Well, I'm tired. Be not weary and well-doing. Come on, somebody pray. Come on, let's pray all across this house. Come on, ladies. I'd like the ladies to pray. Would you pray for the men of this church? Maybe wives, we should start praying for your husband. Daughters, start praying for your dads. You need to pray, God, help my brothers. They need, they need help too. God, I pray that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard, and you need a standard bearer. You need a man. Come on. In a world that's just collapsing, in a world that's falling apart, we need men that aren't. We need men that are standing firm, men that are standing strong, men that are ready for war, men that are ready for battle, men that are ready to do what God's called them to do. Come on, somebody needs to defend dad today. Defend him with your prayers. Defend him with your words. Lift up, don't tear down. Come on, encourage, don't nag. Come on, encourage him. Encourage him. Encourage him. He may not be the best, but if you keep encouraging him, he will be the best. If you keep telling him what he can be, he'll be it. You keep telling him what he can't be, that's what he'll be. He'll lower himself to your expectations. You can do it. You can do it. If the world doesn't believe in you, I believe in you. ARC. You are in a church today that is full of strong, godly men. I think we can say amen to that. Amen. If you don't believe that about yourself, this church is full of strong, godly men. That includes all you men. And God is going to use men, not men just like these ones, but God is going to use these men. Not somebody else is like you. You. God's going to use you to show this city and this area what it means to be a man. Oh, you heard it from a few folks today. I'll let somebody else be the example. No. Because they're going to look to you. And as a man, it's a man of God. We don't shirk responsibility. We put it on our shoulders. The presence of God was not meant to go on an ark, on a cart. It was meant to go on the shoulders. If Apostolic Revival Center is going to keep having revival, I want to tell you, it's going to be because men put the glory of God on their shoulders.
They said, this is my church, uh, this is my city, and devil, this is my family, and you cannot have them. And they will fight, and they will defend, even if they lose their life in the process. That's the kind of men I'm preaching to today. God is raising up men in this church to be a clear image of what God intended a man to be. A man in their relationships with their own children, their grandchildren, even those that do not have an earthly father. A good husband to their wives, a good saint of God, a good man of God, a good servant of God. That's what God's raising up in this church. But we got to make sure as God raises them up, we protect them. We need to protect them. Well, they're going to mess up, yeah. They're going to make mistakes, yeah. We got to pray for them when they fall. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost up in this house. Ladies, we got we to gotta do something. Ladies, when you travail, when you pray, pray for the men of the church. Amen, because he knows if I can take those men out. Amen. He knew if I can get Adam out of the way, Eve, I'm just going to have a conversation with her. And I'll get up in her head and make her think all sorts of things that aren't even true. But Adam, listen to me today. God told you you have dominion. You have authority over every piece of the field and everything that creeps upon the face of the earth. That includes snakes as well. Can I preach to the church men for a moment? Uh, he said, you'll tread on serpents and scorpions and every attack of hell. Brother, when it bites you, shake it off in the fire, and it shall in no means hurt you. You shall drink any deadly thing, and it shall not harm you. What's happening? Uh, I'm going to keep being a man, uh, and God defends his man. Uh, I'm going to keep being a man, uh, and if you'll keep being a man, uh, God will keep being there for you. Uh, amen. If you keep being a man, God will defend you. Uh, I made a mistake. Go to God. Get it under the blood, uh, and God will lift you up uh, so you can keep being a man. I want us to lift up our hands and let's pray. I'm done preaching. Come on, I came to preach in defense of the men here today, in defense of the dads. We need to defend the men with our prayers. We need to defend the men with our encouragement. We need to defend the men, amen, in our hearts. Amen, sons and daughters, you got to defend your dad. Sons and daughters, you got to lift up your dad. you got to pray. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like every man and every boy and every young man in this church to come down to this front. Visitor, saint, guest, friend, I want you to come down to this front. Come as close as you can. Come as close as you can. Come on, God's going to touch the men here today. Brother Bessler, come on, you're a man. Brother Branson, that sound can run itself for the next little bit. Come on. Come on, squeeze in as close as you can. There's more spaces over here. Because we're going to have the ladies come, too. Ladies, Brother Barbara, can you move a little closer? Thank you, sir. I'd like the ladies to come. Brother Robert, come on. Come a little closer. I'd like the ladies to come behind all these men. You can come behind your husband if you like. That'll help. Come on, lay everybody. All of the ladies, if you can. This is a whole church event right now. This is church spiritual potluck right now. Why don't you look around you? Some good men in this church, Elder Bobo. Brother Rodriguez, there's some good men in this church. God's blessed us. God's blessed us. Everybody said amen. Ladies, there's some good men in this church. Wives, you got a good man. He came to church today. Hey, ladies that don't have a man in church yet, you keep praying. The Bible says your conversation will win them and bring them to the house of the Lord. We're going to pray today for the men because there is an onslaught from hell that is trying to tear them down, make them feel less than, make them lower themselves to their base nature and just be boys at heart. 
But God has sent a preacher here today to tell you that God's going to turn the hearts of the men. The men's hearts, the Bible says, in the last days. It's one of the signs of the end times. It's not just earthquakes. and It is not just the collapse of society. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Men dying of heart attacks because of the craziness of society and the burden that's on them. Ladies, I know you got your burdens, but let me tell you, as a man, there's a whole lot of weight riding on us. We don't talk about it because we don't think anybody listen anyways. There's a whole lot of weight, and that's why we need your prayers. Amen? We're going to pray right now that God would lift the heavy load and that God would strengthen the heart. There's men in this building that fear and anxiety and stress is overtaking you. There's men that in this building discouragement is overtaking you. There's men that condemnation is overtaking you. Uh, there's men in this building, uh, amen, that, that some things, uh, amen, some actions that you've been doing uh, are overtaking you and they're making you feel less than. I want us to pray. Men, would you lift up your hands? Uh, ladies, uh, I want you to pray for the man. Ladies, if it's appropriate, if it's, uh, amen, your husband or your kid, I want you to lay hands on their shoulders uh, and pray for them. Amen. Hallelujah. Men, I want you to lay hands over on the other men next to you. If it's possible, if it's appropriate, just lay hands on the other man and begin to pray with them. Come on. Apostolic Revival Center is in defense of the men of Apostolic Revival Center, in defense of the men of Carson City, in defense of the men of Northern Nevada. We are standing as a bastion that says men are welcome here. Men are going to pray here. Men are going to become here. I want you to pray, young man, be a man of God. You may not have the age or the wisdom, but pray like a man of God. See the Lord in your steps like a man of God. Come on, elders, pray for some of these men. In the name of Jesus, impart some wisdom. Impart some things by the laying on of your hands. Come on, we rebuke every lie of hell that has told men they need to sit this one out. We come against every lie of hell that's calling for men to be passive, for men to lack engagement. I come against it. Men, you make the difference. Men, you stand in the gap. Men, you're going to make it. Men, you're going to make it. And if you make it, they make it. If you make it, they make it. Come on, somebody pray. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you.
generations and your family and your children their children their children may his favor be upon you in a thousand generations and your family and your children come on ladies i want you to pray for these men would you travail would you call out to heaven and ask heaven to touch these men touch them god lift the heavy burden lift the hands and hang low god touch the moseses of our church lift up their spirit lift up their heart lift up their hands god Somebody pray. I want this to turn into a Holy Ghost prayer meeting. Why don't you travail? Find somebody. Pray for them if it's appropriate. Lay your hands on them. Strengthen them, God. Strengthen them, God.
Come on, that's it, church. Let's pray. I feel the Holy Ghost sweeping in this building. Come on, let's just take a few more moments. Come on, I know there's some folks got some lunch scheduled, but I want you to pray for the next couple of moments. Nothing is more important than this moment right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't always push altar calls, but I'm pushing this one right now because there's no greater and more important altar call even in this moment than this one right now. Pray for the men. Pray for the men. Defend the men. Defend the dad. Right now in the name of Jesus. Devil, you are a liar. Devil, you are a liar. That's a man of God. Get your hands off him. That's a man of God. Get your hands off him. That's a young man of God. Get your hands off him. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, men. Do battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Get aggressive. Get aggressive. Devil, you can't have my family. Devil, you can't have my marriage. Devil, you can't have my ministry. Devil, you can't have my mind. Devil, you can't have my activities. Devil, you can't have my thoughts. I'm coming against you in the name of Jesus with both guns blazing, with my fists in the air. Devil, you're going down. Come on. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy that Apostolic Revival Center is going to be full of men, full of young men, full of men of God. I proclaim it in the name of Jesus. Men are coming off drugs. Men are coming out of different lifestyles. They're going to come into this church. They're going to pray through. I prophesy it. God's going to turn the hearts of the fathers. God's going to turn the hearts of the fathers in this city. I prophesy there's backslidden men that are coming back to the house of the Lord. There's men that have left their call that are coming back to their call in this city. In Jesus' name. Come on. I prophesy it. I prophesy it. I prophesy it. Come on, that's it. Let's pray. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost moving through this building. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Come on, the hearts of the fathers are alive and well. Come on, that selfless man is alive and well. That burden-bearing man is alive and well. That prayerful man is alive and well. Amen. That man that seeks the presence of God and the face of God is alive and well today. Hallelujah. I'll tell you one of the reasons I preach this today. When I got saved, I got in church told some of the men this, I, I didn't have my dad die when I was 19 and so when people say be a man what does that mean? Furthermore uh, my dad was just on drugs for the last part of his life so what does it mean? I got in church and there was only a couple of men at the time, there's only about 50, 60 people, there wasn't a lot of men but I, I, I gravitated towards them. You know, I knew that there were some guys that were just boys trapped in men's bodies. Those guys weren't 
people I needed to listen to, but there were some men in the church. And it was little things. They just started teaching me. It was little things that were subtle hints. It wasn't always just, you know, I, I'll never forget. Now, you may not believe this about me. I was an introvert. I wouldn't look people in the eyes. When I came to church, I was so scared of people. My background makes sense. They decided to put me as a worship leader. I'm not really a singer. And the pastor decided to put me in there as an usher. Don't put the introverted guy as an usher. I try not to do that for all my introverted folks. Got love for you. But I'll never forget getting there, having to get up in front of people. I dreaded Wednesday nights. I promise you, some of y'all dread Wednesday nights, but you don't know what it's like to dread Wednesday nights. I dreaded Wednesday nights because I knew I had to get up in front of people. Pastor Mayo knew exactly what he was doing. And I remember being the usher, and I'd, I'd be in the back, and hello, not kidding. I am not kidding. Hello. And that, that head usher at the time, kind of military, ex-military, said, look me in the eyes. <laughs> Shake my hand. Shake it like a man with strength. I started crushing people's hands at the door. Praise God. What was God doing? He was filling the deficiency. For so long, I started finding some other young men. And, Good to see you, sir. And God started filling up that church with men. Men. That church is not there today just because of a man. He would never tell you it's just there because of him. It's because a man went to that city and started praying, God, fill this church up with men. Now, ladies, I'm not saying not you too, please. We'll talk about that another time. It's not either or. It's an and also. But started praying for men. They started coming. Started getting in the church. And that church has got to where it's at today because there's men that are not afraid to be men. When I came to this city, I said, God, I will not go if you don't go before me. And I said, God, I will not go if you don't fill it up with strong men. And I believe with all my heart, the Holy Ghost is filling this church up with strong men. Hallelujah. Men, I'll tell you what it takes to be a strong man. It takes burdens. You ever been to the gym? You got to lift weights. Sometimes those burdens, we think God's trying to destroy us. God's building strong men. When they came to David, they were in debt. They were discontent. They were, dis they were all messed up. They might come broken, but I promise you when the Holy Ghost gets done with them, they're going to do things uh, we never thought possible. Not in somebody else's church. In our church. Come on, there's missionaries coming out of this church. There's evangelists coming out of this church. There's business owners coming out of this church. There, there's prophets coming out of this church. There's church planners coming out of this church. I want us to lift up our hands and pray. We're going to pray. Amen. I, I prophesy that to this church. God spoke it to me. And I, I'll stand by it and I'll die by it. God's going to fill this church up with strong, godly men. Uh, amen. Not just uh, amen, men that are brutish uh, and aggressive out of, out of whack. No, men that are aggressive in the right areas. Uh, that are strong in the right areas. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. God, as you spoke it to me in the Holy Ghost, I prophesy it to this church, and I speak it into this church. You're going to keep filling this church up with strong men, with godly men. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray right now. God's talking to you right now, sir. God's talking to you right now, young man, to be that man, to be that man. Come on, God's speaking to you, sir, to find a young man and help develop that young man. God's telling you to go lay hands on him and build him up in the name of Jesus. I pray right now against the onslaught of hell, against every man. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Father, we love you. We thank you today for every man. We thank you, Lord, that you're still turning the hearts of men. I thank you, God, that you have built this church on some strong men. And I pray, God, that you would continue to do that, Lord. I pray, God, that when the devil comes against them, I pray that as men we would lock shields together, defending one another, praying for one another, encouraging one another, lifting one another up. I pray, God, for the ladies of this church that every time they think about praying, they pray for the men of this church as well. Amen. Every wife praying for their husband, every daughter praying for their dad and grandfather. I pray right now 
now in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. Amen. Shake, shake somebody's hand. Tell them God bless you. Tell somebody, tell a father happy Father's Day. We love and appreciate every single man in this house. Thank you for being what God called you to be. God bless you.